your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Welcome back for the TRN Time Machine sponsored again by Retro Days. Retro Days, D-A-Z-E dot org. And uh, now that we've got Adam here, maybe Adam can tell us what's coming up on the next RD's Detention. Are you, are you allowed Ooh. to reveal that? Well, we, we teased it uh, at the end of the RoboCop episode. If you're not staying after the credits, uh, make sure that you do, because we always have a little teaser, either gag or, you know, and this time mm. it's actually leading into the next episode. You saw a little glimpse of Mother Brain from the Captain N, the Game Master mm. cartoon. So she has been uh, hired by Principal Hamato to humble RD. And <laughs> so he might be taking a trip to Videoland and uh, getting involved in some of your favorite Nintendo franchises. Plus, there's a couple you know, special collectibles to show off, as always. So that's coming up. And uh, a little bit later on, we are also working on a Simpsons-themed episode, which is going to be right. fun. Because we are now in the 30th year uh, since they're... A holiday special premiered and then getting into 1990 you know just like when the actual proper show began so uh yeah we got got always got something to do with the hopper but those are the the next two topics if they excite you nintendo and the simpsons yeah i'll see how tony can uh, do that effect where he puts you into the tv oh yeah that's why this one's taking a little bit longer to put out because <laughs> yeah we're, we're always stretching the limits of our abilities <laughs> And please be, feel free to change the voice of Mother Brain because that just <laughs> bugged the crap out of me. Even as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that just like screaming and yelling, Mother Brain, uh, shut yeah, up!" I, I'm so I'm such a fan of it that I'm doing my impression of Mother Brain, so I will be giving it my all. So sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll grin and bear it for you, Adam, there just because I love the series. It's been really fun. So be sure to go check that out and make sure you subscribe to the Retro Days YouTube channel and you'll get to see uh, all those fun episodes that Adam and Tony are putting out. It's been really great. But let's get into our own uh, little collectibles here. And, and let me just start out by asking, like we did last week, uh, how much of your childhood collection, I'll say, uh, toys, whatever, were you able to preserve or do you still have to this day? Yeah, I have a a fair amount. Now there there have been these periods, much like uh, you know Mick brought up, where you know you get into the the purge mindset, right? right? So there there have been times where it's like, oh, we're having a garage sale. Okay, well I could part with this, I could part with that. But there there are things that I've kind of held dear uh, in terms of like. I guess, like, for example, I've got my a lot of my Marvel Comics action figures by Toy Biz. I mean, I was just in toy aisles every week, you know, scraping up money from the couch to go buy a new action figure. So I still have X-Men figures. I used to have, like, 40 or 50 X-Men figures, and I'm down to, like, 10. Like, because I, I donated some for a charity one time, including, like, the, the play sets of the Danger Room for Wolverine and Cyclops. I'm like, why did I do that? You know? <laughs> some of my Marvel superheroes. I still have a, a nice collection also of my Spider-Man, the animated series figures. So, you know, that those 90s figures were a big deal. But I have, like... My original Optimus Prime I still have, so I've hung on to that. And uh, even like a Batman cape, like it, it's like a very like light blue 
cape that was just for kids, a little tie on it that you could wear or play Batman. I used to have a Superman and a Batman, you know, so I've hung on to that. And it, depending on how far you want to go, like I, I have like all my Marvel trading cards and my Pogs and all that, my comic oh, wow. books. Like I've hung on to those for a long time, and those those are very special to me. Even like, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the movie The Shadow, the 1994 Alec Baldwin film. Okay. And so I have a whole wall devoted to the shadow. And I had a lot of those figures that I bought like from Toys R Us because they went on clearance super fast back in the day. <laughs> so I had like a collection, but now I have a full like inbox collection, which is not oh, hard to wow. do. You know, small line, they right. don't go for very much anymore. But I have like the carrying case, I have everything. So I have like loose and inbox. So uh, the loose ones were my originals that I actually played with back in the day. So. Fun, fun. Even I was older. <laughs> Did <laughs> I you don't think th- of any others that you still oh, hang yes. on to that are hiding? Okay. Yes, I've, I've got a few that I'll throw out there as we uh, uh, kind of get in and go back and forth on our most prized collectibles. And I did share one on Patreon that I didn't mention on last week's show that I'll I'll talk about uh, today. But uh, So you mentioned you got like a wall dedicated to the shadow. Um so I've got a wall here in my uh, wonderful recording studio that that is uh, just random stuff, uh, signage and posters and stuff that I've uh, just wanted to get up on a wall somewhere. And I, I thought maybe it, when I'm doing a video, you could see it in the background, but that hasn't really worked out. You mentioned you've got a wall, but like take me through your setup like is it like a full do you have like a full room is it beyond one room or yeah so so it's like you know i have a basement area that where we have these rooms that are mm-hmm. built out and so yeah i literally like that was the first thing when we were buying the house like it took a while before like we got all our furniture and everything moved in so when i was hanging out i was just putting up shelves i've just marking everything where it's all going to be so like literally i have you know, like as you walk in, I got a shelf that's a two-tiered situation where I got all my Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 merchandise. Up above that is a shared shelf with, you know, inappropriately so, Transformers and G.I. Joe, where I have a lot of those big box VHS and figures and things uh-huh. I talked about from those shows. I have a, uh, actually the biggest area is is my back wall where I actually have like all the, I framed a bunch of uh, of the trading cards I was just talking about. I, since I collected so many, I had so many doubles that uh-huh. I just, I made like, you know, kind of a collage and created these framed things that have oh, the actual fun. packages of the cards in there with holograms and everything else with ads from comic books put over it. So it's like oh. a full presentation of Marvel series one through three, the, you know, the first three series of the Marvel masterpieces line. And then in the middle of it all is the 2099 comic book line. I, I was a big fan when that came out. And so I have all the original issue covers laid out and then with uh, trading cards that are, you know, associated with that plus cut of your, what is it? Decollage? What do you call that? Decoupage. Decoupage. Yeah. But like in the background of, uh, of all like different pages from the comics and stuff. Nice. In addition, that's where I keep all my Spider-Man stuff and black costume and Venom Spider-Man figures are all in boxes on the, on the wall hanging and stuff. So, yeah, lot, so, I mean, there's stuff like that <laughs> all over. So how do you like attack the, you know, your, your collection? If you're going to add to it, is yeah. it just kind of more of a random thing where you're maybe searching on eBay or something, come across uh, a piece, you're like, oh, this would be good to, to add to that? Or 
you know, are you down at the the local thrift store and you know, oh, that's perfect and I'll grab that or is it more of a all right, I'm, I I want to get everything back from this line or how, how do you tackle collecting yeah. that? I mean, like, obviously for me, it, it is very nostalgic. So I definitely focus on things, you know, kind of reclaiming my, my childhood toy collection in many ways, but then adding to it because I had friends who had so many more, they had like closets full of every Kenner toy line and every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figure and every, you know, and so like, I, I was always like playing at their houses and be like, well, I have like four or five, but I don't have that many. <laughs> and so I kind of like to grow that way. But what I do is I... I prefer a line that was smaller, like the shadow, you know, it's like did last very long. So I can't mm-hmm. get the whole series. Otherwise I'm not going to go all in and say, okay, well I got to be on eBay every day or I got to, you know, I wish, I wish I could go to RetroCon as often as I'd like and <laughs> dig through the boxes like you did there. Cause that make my day. But, um, so I usually just pick one thing. And so right now, for example, one of the things I'm focusing on, is in 1990, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's actually what a lot of people consider a misstep or a an embarrassment in the, in the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But the coming out of their Shells album and live tour, the concert that they took on their own, promoted by Pizza Hut. Do you remember uh-huh. this? Yes, yes. <laughs> sure, Mick does. And uh, <laughs> so, but I have I've unironically loved that album since it came out. It has always been in my car, you know, the cassette tape, and I've converted it to you know CD so I can listen to it. Converted it to MP3, and so I, leading up to the 30th anniversary of that album next year, I've just been focusing my collecting time on that and you know trying to find what i can here and there so you know i i've got even uh, up to a mexican release of the album re-recorded by mexican musicians and artists <laughs> it's all in spanish it has extra tracks you know i mean i love it i mean it's so fun to hear the alternate takes and everything i've got my eye on an album from israel where they did the same thing so in hebrew oh hebrew <laughs> hebrew ninja turtles hebrew ninja you know? turtles <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got a t-shirt from the tour too like from the crew so uh-huh. i was really excited about that because those don't come up very often for for as oh cheap as i got it yeah so i i laugh but you know i'm big into the mobile armored strike command and the only they don't, never released a soundtrack but the only thing that they have released like as far as audio goes is a 45 record in france that's in french like the theme song is in Uh-oh. french <laughs> And I've seen it, you know, circling around and some of my other buddies in the community, they've got it. And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool to own. But why do you need uh, it in French or <laughs> Spanish? I mean, well, you are know you going to listen American version so well? You want to you want to hear it, you know, from the French perspective. <laughs> Le Basque. <laughs> oh, uh, but I mean, even there is a French version of the album, too, that I'm trying to get. And I bought it on a on a french you know ebay style site but the mm-hmm. guy wouldn't send it to me because he's like the, oh the shipping is too much and i'm like well i'll pay you he's, oh there's no way to do it so i was like oh whatever so i'm trying to work it i have a friend in england i'm like well maybe you could send it to her and then she could ship it to me because it's that's europe it'll be cheaper you know so all that kind of, but yeah but all the odds and ends like so that's what i like to do is to say okay so now it's something i can keep my eye out on you know i mentioned in the vhs uh collecting episode 
also my Troop Beverly Hills collection, you right, know, right, yeah. of all the tapes from International too. But but yeah, so I, that's usually what I like to do is, and I I am at the thrift store like every day. Uh, but I we have one thrift store in town, and it's a small town, so I don't. Every yeah. once in a while, I'll find like a Ghostbusters firehouse, and I'm like, what, you know? But but that is rare, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. it's weird, like just going to thrift stores. Even the ones we we've got, like maybe uh, three or four here, uh, counting Goodwill, but. Yeah, you just walk in there and just like I found that Batman record, uh, yeah, out of nowhere. I was in one probably about two weeks ago, and sitting on a random just table, a booth that had nothing to do with like trading cards, toys, anything really. There was a full deck, a full set of Rocketeer trading cards, mm. uh, like two bucks. I'm like, okay, I, I didn't really get into the movie, but it's the complete set. Yeah, just sitting there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you you just never can tell, and you, you know people. I might have to coordinate a trade with you for yeah, those. Well, They're great. Bring it on, man. Bring it <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, it's just weird going in there, and it, you would think you're going to see the same stuff every time. No, no, it's just different every time you go in there. It seems like on the thrift stores. But okay, well, let's get down to it. Let's let's hear one of your most prized pieces in your collection. Okay, so um, I kind of broke it down into categories as I was looking at the five because I was like, okay, where where can these all fall? Um, so I thought I'd start with one uh, which is the most rare, as far as I know. Uh, I'm the only person that actually owns this, uh, and this is so. Last year was the 25th anniversary of the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. And that is a film I saw in theaters. I've always loved. And, you know, even though it got beaten out by Jurassic Park, you're the person actually released. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was clever and it's fun. And so um, I was writing an article and I was collecting a couple random things because even this will be an upcoming sequel quest rewind show. But we did a sequel to Last Action Hero <laughs> as one of our shows to celebrate that. And as I was searching around, I found somebody because there was uh, supposed to be, it was advertised on the trading cards of Last Action Hero that there was a comic book that was going to be released by Tops, who did the Jurassic Park uh, mm-hmm. comics you were talking about, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I looked everywhere. I was searching for like a year on eBay, waiting for this Last Action Hero comic book to show up to find an image online. Nothing ever surfaced. So I started just doing more research. And I finally found a listing, Last Action Hero comic book insert uh, promo cards. And so I went in there and this guy is saying, I am the artist who designed these cards. They were never released because the comic book was never released. Because by the time they had it done, the film had already tanked. And so there was no point in trying to sell that comic because they figured nobody would buy it. And so he was selling them like not for very much at all. So I bought them and I actually did a whole interview with him that's over on Retro Days because he designed all sorts of trading card sets, including Marvel and Universal Monsters and a bunch of them back that even basketball nice. cards and things. And so I have the only complete set of last action hero trading cards that were supposed to be inserted into the never released comic book wow. that he got from the tops offices because after the, the whole uh, situation just went down, he went to you know visit them for another assignment. They're like, look, we're not supposed to give these away. We're going to destroy them. 
but you worked on these, so we figured you'd want a, you know a set for yourself. I was like, and wow. He gave them all, and he, he sold gave, them to you. Sold yeah, them to wow. me. Yeah, so I've got them. If you, anybody out there is listening, if you're the ultimate last action hero collector, this is the last action hero collectible to get. <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. I love hearing like, because you know that stuff where. It's just one guy that's working on something and never makes it to. They they never let that stuff go, you yeah. know. I, that's that's just interesting that he would sell it. So yeah. when you need the money, you need the money. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I will admit, I have never seen Last Action Hero. Oh no, I've never that's seen it. That's a big mistake. No. Yes, I that's know. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Jack so Slater. yeah, when uh, when Mick sits down to watch Matrix, I'll watch uh, Last Action Hero. Fair enough. Okay. Double feature. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, one that I posted up there to Patreon was, of course, I'm huge into Batman, and I was in a thrift store locally uh, several times and saw this thing, and it was just calling to me. I'm like, well, what am I going to do with it? Okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's complete. Uh, I still don't know if it's complete because I've never put it together. But it was just sitting there, and I'm like, well, somebody's going to take it, and then I'm going to regret not getting it. It is a Batman Returns Batmobile play tent. And it's shaped like the Batmobile. And the, the, <laughs> from the picture, there's uh, a person that kind of can get ride uh, in back, and then there's a person that can stick his head you know, through the roof. <laughs> but uh, I have never put it together. I just never sat down and was like, okay, we just let's go ahead and put it together and I'll let my daughter, you know, drive the Batmobile. So I, I got to do that soon. But I think I paid like 13 bucks for it. Oh, and just from looking inside, it looks like all of the, it's, it's one of those old ones where they had like little, almost like little PVC pipes to put together <laughs> to hold the, the Batmobile up. And uh, it looks to be complete because it had, it's like original packaging in there. It was just opened. So, I've got that with the box and everything. I took a picture of that and put it up there on Patreon. Set and it right next to your Trapper Keeper, right? Right, yeah. So uh, I've I've got to put that together and and take some pictures of it with my my daughter in there. <laughs> well, I, I just remember back in the day. I mean, the only place you'd really see those were like the Sears catalog, right? right. Like yeah. nobody ever actually bought those play tents. It felt like maybe they'd get the you know the sleeping bag, you know, and you take that to a sleepover. But I never knew anybody that had the tents. Right. Yeah, and you would think that it would come in just like a plain Jane brown box. It didn't wouldn't have its own box or anything that you would put on a shelf somewhere. So that's what kind of stood out to me. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get it. And, but I'm going to have to like hang it from the ceiling or something. Maybe I'll <laughs> like make it a bat wing instead of a Batmobile. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Add some wings to it or something. But that's another prized piece in my collection that I've, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's not such a prized piece if I haven't put it together yet. But it's a, <laughs> I I've had it for about a year or so. Keep it safe, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, what's something else for you? All right. So for me, uh, you know, as we discussed earlier, if we're going to talk about the the shadow again, like I say, major part of my collection. So there was a, an offer with these that they wanted you to save your proofs of purchase, right? You know, just like the mail away back in the day, mail away for Clark Kent, you know, or the fridge, you know, or Sergeant Slaughter, whatever it was going to be. And you had to get your proofs of purchase and send those out. So I actually, back in the day when I was buying these, I still have my card backs where I cut out, you know, the proof of purchase and Mm -hmm. I, I had them ready to go. 
and I never mailed it. And what you were going to get if you had mailed it was a lenticular shadow agent ring. So it like, you know, it flickers back and forth and it says the shadow and all that. And so like that was the only thing in my collection I didn't have for so long. And it was like the biggest regret for me. Like, cause like I did it. I made everything except putting a stamp on the envelope and taking it to the post office, you know, <laughs> and, and I never had done it. And so 20 years later and I, and I also been like searching on eBay forever to try to find it. And I just, nobody ever seemed to be putting them up. And then all of a sudden there was just like a flood of them, like one month. Like, I don't know what it was, but the, the rings popped up and I finally got one and it's still sealed in the package that, you know, just a little plastic bag, nice. but it came in. But like, that was like literally like the cherry on top, you know, that's the crowning jewel of my shadow collection. You know, just the idea that I can actually have the mail away item, you know, cause again, your collection's yes. not complete until you have that. So that's something very personally special to me. I have a mask. Thunderhawk Hot Wheels car that was a mail away. Oh, um, that wasn't mine. I've actually bought it off eBay. But <laughs> that is, and it's still in the package too. The thing is, you know, the Thunderhawk has the gullwing doors, so it can f- open and fly. Well, these open straight out, so <laughs> it's oh, not huh. correct. I was like, oh, this is such a disappointment. But <laughs> mail away. The the last mail away thing I can remember. Sending away for, and I was so disappointed. Uh, back when the Dream Team hit the Olympics, remember that? That was oh, like, yeah. what, 92, I think? Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, when they all joined the Olympic team, and that was such a huge deal. They had a, me- you could send in on, I think it was Cheerios or Wheaties, one of the cereals. You could send in and get a jacket that was, and you could choose which uh, player you wanted on your jacket. I'm a huge Lakers fan. So, of course, I mailed away for the Magic Johnson jacket, and I had several uh, other friends. We were all, you know, on the basketball team that sent away to get jackets so we could all be cool and walk down the street, and, hey, we got our dream team jackets on. So we get these, (laughs) and I don't know how much we were supposed to send in. It was practically nothing, like five bucks or something. So right away, I'm thinking, okay, so what kind of jackets are these going to be made out of and stuff? We get these back, and I swear they were made out of paper. They were just like, it was like not even uh, like hefty bag material. It was horrible. And you could have, I don't know, you could have flexed and ripped it, you know, like uh, Tommy Boy. But, uh, (laughs) I don't know what I ever did with that jacket. I probably stored it away and it just uh, disintegrated, you know, after two years. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just came to mind. Uh, I, I didn't do a lot of mail aways, but I remember that being a big deal because we were going to be, you know, all cool with these jackets and they never, <laughs> never happened. So, oh, geez. Well, I, speaking of mask, and a lot of people who know me knows I'm a huge fan, you know, have the, I've got a podcast and another site to, that I've, you know, contribute to that is just for mask fans. I still have uh, kind of what started it all for me was my, I've got an, uh, a hurricane, which was the blue 57 Chevy with the flames on it. Yeah. I remember getting that for my birthday, uh, probably maybe around 10. So like maybe 1986, maybe 87, 10 or 11 still have the original one. 
in that's the only one in my entire collection that I have of the vehicles that was one that I had as a kid. I had a bunch. I had mainly the small ones, the motorcycles and that weird uh, billboard that you stuck the guy in. <laughs> <laughs> billboard blast. Um I had some of those kind of oddball ones and didn't have the big ones like Rhino and uh, some of the other vehicles that were more sought after. But uh, I went through this whole period, I don't know, about five or six years ago where I I pretty much became a dealer on eBay and collected, I think I've got the first three waves complete. And then the last one, which was the split second series, I'm missing uh, like two and a half. (laughs) There's this one motorcycle that I've got the body for, but I don't have the actual (laughs) bike for. But that was just, I don't know. I've never done that before where I'm like, I got to collect everything in the series and vintage, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't go as far as like collecting boxes and all that because I wanted them out. I have two boys, and at the time, they were that perfect age for cars and stuff. So I wanted them to gently play with them as you know as i collected uh, those are in two huge plastic bins in my closet sadly i just don't have the room to display that and you know the huge boulder hill playset, the, yeah. the gas station oh it's glorious but i just don't have anywhere to put that so i'm i'm at to the point where i, I, I need to buy a bigger house just so i can <laughs> display all my collectibles that i want that yeah. I want to. Makes me but, feel bad because I, I passed up a Thunderhawk at a thrift store the other day because the, the doors had been broken off. Yeah. I feel like I should have just bought it anyway just to have it. But the <laughs> one that I had growing up and I would love to get back someday was that one that was Miles Mayhem and his twin that yes. like it split off. Buzzard. Like, yeah. I yeah. loved that. I had so it much was, uh, fun with that growing up. Yeah. It was like an Indy car. And yeah, the, there was like a middle part that became the jet. And then you had the two that split off with the two yeah. figures. And oh, yeah, that was a great toy. And you hit the button, too. And it even had that action where it almost split off together and the wings popped out on the jet. So Yeah, it's like Batman yeah. Returns kind of ripped that off, you know, with <laughs> the Batmobile going yeah. through that alley. The Bat Missile. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, that Hurricane, I, I hold uh, pretty high up there in my collection, being one that I had from uh, my childhood. Uh, all right, let's keep going. What else you got? All right. So uh, this is one, you know, again, Mick is not here. He, I feel like he doesn't get to talk about wrestling as much as he would like to, because I know he's a huge wrestling fan. So this, for me, is another one where it's like this unique experience that very few people had. And I was able to save some artifacts from it, which is so in the world of professional wrestling, you know, I grew up watching, you know, the WWF and even, you know, into the, the Monday night wars, WCW, all of that. And the through line for all of that, the icon of professional wrestling for me was not a wrestler, but an interviewer, the man, mean Gene Okerlund. I love me some mean Gene. He was a class act. His reactions were just the best. I used to imitate mean Gene on the playground. I would run around and interview people (laughs) while they're playing like basketball and stuff. They're like, shut up at him. You know, like, (laughs) but to me, I was like, wow, so here we are today, you know, and I, anyway, so I always loved mean Gene. And one time uh, in the early nineties, I was driving with my dad and we were on a road trip to go see my grandparents and just out of the desert, this oasis, I saw a sign, big yellow sign, Mean Jeans Burgers. 
And I'm like, what? And it had a picture of me, Gene Okerlund on it. I really? And this is literally the middle of like rural Utah. There was nothing there. It was a gas station. And next to it was this restaurant. So I was like, dad, we have to pull off. So like we go and we get into Mean Gene's Burgers. It was a fast food restaurant endorsed by Mean Gene. And so he actually had, you know, a full menu of items there. Mm-hmm. And so I get in there, you know, I got my, my Mean Gene burger, you know, and, and everything. And his, I saved the placemat. It's got me Gene on it. He says, me Gene guarantees it's good. You know? <laughs> and the other uh, main uh, catchphrase, I guess you could say, the, the line that they used in the marketing was, the burger that says, bite me. <laughs> and so I actually got a t-shirt that says that on oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah, that's great. It says the burger says "bite me," and then in the back it has the VG logo. And I wore that to concerts like all through the '90s and stuff. People were like, "That's awesome! I love that!" (laughs) So I still have that. I have napkins. I have the bag. Like I saved everything from that experience. It's all framed, and I just I even have my Mean Gene LJN wrestling action figure. You know, so that to me is like it's one of like the oddest. It's kind of a weird thing to have because Mm -hmm. the chain didn't last very long and very few people ever ate there but I, I was one of the few and so that's very special to me just as a collectible item to have those that paraphernalia well, that's funny how we just kind of take characters like he really wasn't even a character yeah on, you know wrestling and oh that's great that you saved all that <laughs> that's really cool mean gene man he had a great he just had a great voice i'm sure he was in radio or something before he got into announcing but uh yeah, and I, I was sad when he passed away because I had hoped to someday go to a convention and meet him and signed. like show him this stuff and he'd be like, "What the? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're you're the one, like you said before. It's just like you're that guy, huh? Yeah. All right, I've got a uh, I got a couple more that I can throw out there. Uh, one is it's probably listening from the show. You already know this, but I'm a big fan of the Casingle, and I love. I don't I don't know what it is. I guess it just passed down from my mom who was big into the 45s and then she, she didn't never bought albums it was always the 45s it was always the singles and those little cardboard sleeves that you get in instead of the full album so i've got about i don't know i would say around 50 singles uh that i keep with my record collection and i've got a few that that were hers i remember that i still have one is the Bat Dance single that I took to Boy Scout camp. I wrote about on the Retro Network and right. was confiscated. <laughs> uh, I've got a, a few like that that I remember, like being one of the first ones that I bought. The uh, On Your Own from Ghostbusters 2, Bobby Brown. Yeah. I've got that single. I, I don't know what it is. They're just strange and you know not something that you normally go out and collect. But and I'll find them at thrift stores pretty cheaply usually. And if it's a, an artist that I've enjoyed or remember over the years, I usually pick them up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, we just popped some in uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, <laughs> the daughter will go through there and she'll pick out something. Let me hear this, you know, and it's I'm like so, something totally off the wall. Like, uh, oh, here we go. Here's a tie-in to Last Action Hero. I have the ACDC Big Gun Casingle. All right. Wasn't that, wasn't that from Last Action Hero? It was, yeah. There you go. Okay, so I own a piece of Last Action <laughs> Hero memorabilia. Perfect. Uh, yeah, she'll like pick out something random like that. and Okay, <laughs> let's throw it in. <laughs> see what you think of it. But 
Yeah, it's just weird. Some weird uh, singles that I got back in the day that I keep in that collection. So I got still a bunch of cassettes, just regular albums and just recorded cassettes, you know, mixtapes and stuff that I did back in the day that I held on to as well. But those aren't, you know, I guess those aren't really as collectible as like VHS tapes and <laughs> uh, stuff that you see in the in the thrift store now. Because I know you seek out those ones that people recorded off, you know, TV. Yeah. And talked about that. And even my local store will sometimes throw them out there for people to, to buy. So anyway, love the casingles. So what else you got for me? Okay, so uh, one of these, I, I would say, if you want to go with my most nostalgic, um, I, this is kind of a twofer because they're a similar style of toy, and that must be why I wanted both of them and all of them. Maybe a, maybe a threefer even here, because uh, what I have is the Fisher-Price movie viewer. You know, I don't know if people remember these, but it, it it kind of looked like a cross between a video camera and a gun. It's just yeah. white plastic yes. and has a little crank on the side. And you yeah. would insert these long cassettes that would go in there that had little film strips inside. And then you would turn it. Oh, that's that's sad. sad. Right. And so oh, I man. have it here right now. I have my Spider-Man, the incredible shrinking Spider-Man cartridge, you know, but they have made all sorts of ones for like Disney characters and all that right. stuff. And th- I would just spend hours watching this forward and backward. I loved like, <laughs> cause you could crank it back and watch it in reverse, you know, Spider- <laughs> Spider-Man grows, Spider-Man shrinks, Spider-Man grows, Spider-Man shrinks, you know, it's like, that was a huge thing. But then also in the same vein, was the Viewmaster Showbeam. Now, this is what I don't know how many people know about this. It's like a long red flashlight, but it's like, it's it kind of looks like a, oh, I don't yeah. know, it's, 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 really, it's really hard to describe. It looks like actually a weapon that a Masters of the Universe character would hold, <laughs> you know, like to bludgeon somebody with. But what it is, is it's a projector and you put in these little cartridges that are, they look like little film cartridges and you mm-hmm. stick them in. So I have like a Pink Panther one and I have a Super Friends one. And then you go into a dark room and you project it on the wall and you squeeze, you know, the little trigger and it changes the slide. And so you'd be yeah. able to just kind of get a little slide story going on. And like just the, so much time spent enjoying those. And then, like I said, I also have the real Ghostbusters Ghost Zapper, which was like another kind of step up from the Viewmaster show mm-hmm. beam, which is basically you know, you project a ghost on the wall and then you can push a little button and it makes their uh, face kind of change and jiggle. <laughs> and then you could actually do ghost zapping sounds and all of that. So like I have all those, you know, from my childhood and like, that's really, those are special to me just because you know, like I say, I, yeah. I could get lost in, in the fun of that. So that was back. Yeah. If, if people just don't realize back in the day, even we had like VHS tapes and stuff. The, the the movies that we wanted to see weren't readily available. So you either had to wait for them to come on TV or like buy the the album, like buy the you know the story of Star Wars album so you could listen to the the movie. <laughs> or you had those, you know, you had the the little projectors and stuff and the viewmasters and all that to get your essentially your movie fix. You just couldn't just you know punch it up on Roku and <laughs> find it back then. So yeah, all those items were just little ways to stay connected uh, until you got to see the movie again. 
Right. And I do remember that white uh, projector thing. A neighbor girl across the street had one, and I think she had like Snow White, a bunch of the Disney ones. And yeah, those are really cool. That, those are really fun to have in a, in a collection. I just found uh, a Viewmaster and probably about 50 uh, Viewmaster you know, oh, discs. Oh, the reels, yeah. Yeah, at a thrift store probably about a year ago. And I think I picked them all up for like less than 20 bucks. It was like 15 or 20 bucks. And not all of them, because back in the day you had like two or three of those discs to complete something, like a movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And not all of them are complete. But I was like, oh, I just got to pick this up. And yeah, I still got those. And it's fun just to go back and think about that time when you didn't have access to a lot of those movies and shows to kind of relive it without watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really Take cool. what you can. <laughs> that's absolutely, absolutely. All right. I think I'm out. So you've got maybe one more for us. I do. And I, I'll just say, you know, if I was to look at my collection, I was trying to say, okay, what is the most valuable item in my collection that, you know, like you said, if you, you gotta, you gotta turn a quick buck, yeah, you gotta get that, you know, uh, running up against the bills, whatever it is, hopefully not. But, um, so I was looking at it and as part of, you know, the uh, retro detention YouTube series that I, I work on through retro days, um, you know, a lot of that we, we use part of my collection and then we'll kind of search out some very special pieces that we want to, to feature and add. So it's, you know, extra awesome for everybody watching. And so when we decided to do our Ghostbusters 2 episode, I already had, you know, a whole pile of stuff because I love that movie so much. I know it's hard to say. I can't say I love it more than the original, but I hold it in high esteem, like right next to it. You know, like it's just right. a great movie. And um, so the one thing I said we have to have, the thing that will make this video work and it's going to be the centerpiece is a vintage box of Ecto Cooler a juice box of, from Ecto Cooler because, mm -hmm. you know, we had the re-release a couple of years back and I, you better believe I bought a whole bunch of that. I got my can, I got my juice box from that, but it wasn't the same at all. I mean, I mean the, the flavor was, but the box design wasn't, I mean, right. you, you, it, it, it had shades of it. It sort of reminded you of it, but you didn't have Slimer on the box. It's not Ecto Cooler right. without Slimer. Yes. You got to have Slimer. Yeah. And so like, so we, we scoured the internet and, went to go find a box and, you know, that was a big investment to get those because they don't come up very often. You know, I'm sure uh, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula's got three or four in a, <laughs> a storage bin somewhere. I know he's got his cans and everything else, like uh, the old school ones. But, but yeah, so either way, like just having that like on a shelf, you know, I feel like I got to put it under a, a glass case, but that's probably like the most valuable item that I have of everything, you know, cause some of my stuff might be worth, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but like the one single item you could say, Oh, you know, that's special. <laughs> you know, that I, box ecto cooler. I did notice that in the video too. I was like, Ooh, that's a vintage one. There's Slimer. <laughs> 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 that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I didn't need to, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there's a, a better than 50% chance they're going to re-release it again with the new movie coming out next year? I sure hope so. I mean, why not? I, I, I have a feeling it was very successful that first time around, so you've got the formula figured out again. Just give it to us. And I'll be smart this time, because I saw people that froze it. They're like, oh, you put it in the freezer so it stays better longer. Like, I just drank it all because it was going to go bad. Right. You know? <laughs> so... I saw at RetroCon 
a high C pack, like a 10 pack, unopened of Ecto Cooler. I took a picture of it. I was like, wow. I don't know how much it was going for, but. And at RetroCon, when I performed, my runner up prize was a 10 pack of oh, nice. Ecto Cooler because it was the year that it had come out. So that oh, was nice. what I won. I was like, yes. <laughs> Very good. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it then. Did you have anything else you wanted to add as far as your collection goes? Uh, it's too much to talk about. Too I much think. to talk about. Go on and on. But yeah, it was, it was fun to, to highlight a few special items. Yeah. I'll be curious to find out how many people have that much of a niche uh, interest in, as much as I do in some of these things. <laughs> kind of random. Yeah. yeah. Uh, random is fun, though, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just great what you can run into and be like, oh, now look what I got in my collection. So... Great to have you. Thanks for uh, thanks for filling in this week. This was great. I'm always ready to talk. You know that. So looking forward to the next opportunity. But Nick, come back real soon because we missed you. <laughs>